Hey, everybody, welcome to the Addiction Unlimited podcast, where you get to learn everything you want to know about addiction and recovery. I'm your host, Angela Pugh, co-founder of Kansas City Recovery, life coach, and recovering alcoholic. To learn more about me, you can listen to episode zero on your podcast app or find us on the web at addictionunlimited.com. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to another episode of the Addiction Unlimited podcast. I'm your coach, Angela Pugh. Listen, if you're trying to stay sober for real, I need you to understand this. Accountability is your secret weapon. It provides structure, support, motivation. When you have someone or something to answer to, the journey becomes more meaningful and sustainable. Quitting alcohol is a powerful decision, and maintaining sobriety requires accountability. It's not just about giving up a habit. It's about creating a new, healthier lifestyle. And I want to touch on this lifestyle aspect a little deeper because drinking is a lifestyle. It's what you do, what you think about, it's how you have fun, it's what you do on vacation. That's a lifestyle. So when you quit drinking and you want to live sober, alcohol-free, then that needs to become a lifestyle. I hear so many people struggle where they think they're going to quit drinking and magically life is going to get all better and they're going to live happily ever after. And I love that thought. I really do. But the truth is, drinking is a lifestyle and your recovery and sobriety has to become a lifestyle. It has to become what you do, what you think about, how you have fun, what you do on vacation needs to be recovery-based, right? This is a huge mistake that people make. You hear me talk about this, having no plan, taking no action. This is what I mean. It needs to become your lifestyle. And I know that can be frustrating. This is another thing I hear people say all the time. Why does it take so much energy? But this isn't about recovery taking any more energy than anything else takes. It's creating change. And any change that you're creating takes a lot of focus and energy and time, especially in the beginning when it's new. Like I don't have to put the time into my recovery every day of my life today at 18 years like I did at day 18. It's different. But in the beginning, yes, it takes concerted effort and energy to create this new lifestyle. Let's start this accountability conversation with a definition of accountability. The formal definition is the obligation or willingness to accept responsibility for one's actions. I love this. I love that they use the word obligation because that really is what you're doing when you create accountability, certainly with another person. Now you're obligated, right? You've created an obligation for yourself. That's why it works. But also, you have to be willing to do that and willing to accept responsibility for your actions. So this like, if you say, oh, I'm going to quit drinking, and then you drink again, you have to accept responsibility for your actions and your choices. That's what accountability is. So we function better 
when we're obligated to someone else. This is why accountability partners are such a big thing because it works. I do this with my clients even. We set goals and we do them together for accountability. You know, I quit sugar a few months ago and Bob was my accountability partner. And here's what that means. I have to utilize Bob. If I say to Bob, hey, I want you to be my accountability partner, then that means I have to use him as my accountability. I'm taking responsibility for my actions and choices by reaching out to Bob. I'll give you an example. I'm going into a store that I know is very triggering for me. Before I go in the store, I text Bob, hey, Bob, I'm going into the store. I'm I'm in the parking lot. I'm already triggered because they have my favorite gummy candy here. Every time I come here, I get this candy. I'm not buying anything. I just need to let you know I'm definitely triggered and I'll text you when I come out to let you know I didn't get anything. And then I text him when I got out. I was like, I made it. <laughs> you know, That's how you use an accountability person. But having somebody to do it with creates that sense of obligation, and we will always function better when we are obligated to someone else. A huge misstep that I see in this accountability realm, we talk about this sometimes in the Facebook group, and I'll ask you guys questions about this stuff. One thing that blows my mind is so many people believe that you can hold yourself accountable thinking you can do it yourself. This is very strange to me because you will always let yourself off the hook. If your accountability is just between you and your brain, and your brain is consistently trying to drag you back to drinking, then your brain is not going to be your best accountability partner. You see what I'm saying? We will always let ourselves off the hook. We will let ourselves down and break promises to ourselves. It's just how we're wired. And I know you're nodding your head right now because we've all done it a thousand times. Made a promise about whatever. I'm not going to drink today. I'm not going to eat the double cheeseburger today. I'm not going to have ice cream today. And by 6 p.m., we're like, F it. I'll try again tomorrow right? We let ourselves off the hook because we don't have any outside accountability. If it's just me and me and nobody else knows, I will disappoint myself. I will give myself permission. Remember, your brain is always going to kick in with the justifications and rationalizations. Oh, you've had a hard day. You've worked so hard. You deserve this. You deserve to have a drink to relax. You deserve this time with yourself. Your brain will always rationalize everything, even the negative things, even the things you don't really want to do. You'll still rationalize and justify it. We do the same thing with spending. Oh, I don't really need that thing, but gosh, it's cute. It's on sale. Why not? I deserve this. I won't buy anything else the rest of the week, right? It's all of this justification. That's why accountability for you, yourself, you and your brain is not going to work. Here's the truth. If you don't create external accountability for yourself, what you're doing is protecting your option to fail. If you don't create external accountability and tell somebody what's going on and what's important to you and this is what you're doing and you'd like their support, if you don't tell on yourself, then you're just protecting your option to drink so you don't have to feel bad about it. 
That's why you keep it to yourself because you don't want to have to feel bad. You don't want the obligation to another person because you don't want to have to feel bad when you F it up. This is also why most people don't like support groups because they don't want the accountability. When you walk into a group, you're saying, I want to be sober. And when you say that out loud and you show up like that, you know people are paying attention and they're going to know if you F it up. And that makes you uncomfortable because you don't want anyone watching what you're doing because you don't want to feel bad or embarrassed if you F it up. This is also why support groups are so successful because they create a sense of accountability and support that will definitely get you farther. This was huge for me. And you know, I was a 12-stepper. This was huge for me in the beginning. I couldn't wait to get to my meeting every day at noon and let all those people know I was still sober, especially because I was bartending, right? And everybody knew I was going to the bar to work every night. Now, I wasn't worried about drinking. I didn't want to drink. But everybody else was worried because they didn't know how resolute I was in my decision. They didn't know all the things that were going on in my head and that I knew I wasn't going to drink no matter what. They didn't know that. So those people, that external accountability people, they were concerned. I couldn't wait to get there every single day and let them know I made it another day. I'm still sober. Here we are. Let's do this damn thing. So there's two things to think about here. There is the personal accountability, and we're going to talk about what that actually looks like, and the external accountability, which is what we've been talking about a little bit. Your personal accountability actions you can take, what you can actually do to solidify your decision to quit drinking, is firstly, set clear goals. If you're on the fence or thinking you're only quitting for a little while to get control of things and then you can drink again, that's not a clear goal. That's sending yourself and your brain mixed messages. If you've got one foot in and one foot out, how the heck are you going to know what to do minute to minute, right? Like you're split down the middle every minute of your day. There's no clarity there. That's not a clear goal. That's a maybe I am, maybe I'm not, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't, should I, shouldn't I, can I, will I? There's no clarity in that leaves you in a constant state of questioning, a constant state of uncertainty. We are not people that function well with uncertainty. So set clear goals. And even if you are still playing that game of, oh, I can quit for a little while and then I'll be able to drink again, even if you're in that roller coaster ride, you can still have some clarity in your goals and saying, I'm absolutely not drinking for 30 days. I'm absolutely not drinking for 90 days. There's your clarity. If you're too afraid to set a long-term goal and really make that commitment, then make a smaller commitment, but have clarity in what you're doing and what you're trying to achieve. The next thing is think bigger picture. What are the bigger picture goals? Do you want to or need to improve your health? Do you want to build better relationships with your family members? Do you need to rebuild your relationship with your partner 
and fix some damage that's happened in the course of your drinking life? Are you working on personal growth things? Do you want to work on some character things like integrity, honesty, being dependable, being more present with your family and your kids? Maybe it's personal growth stuff. But think about that big picture of what you're doing this for and what it really means to you. I did a whole episode about this too, episode 108. I'll link that in the show notes so you can go back and listen to that one. But it's all about getting clear on what you want to create in your new sober lifestyle, right? Getting clear on your vision of what this next chapter looks like for you. You have to have some commitment to what you're doing and some clarity on what that is, right? Like I said earlier, your sobriety and recovery needs to become a lifestyle just like your drinking was your lifestyle. So get some clarity on that. And like I said, it's episode 108. I'll link that in the show notes for you so you can get right there. The next thing in personal accountability is have a sobriety plan. You don't get in your car to go on a road trip without GPS or using a map. I mean, I'm old school, right? We used to have to use maps. We didn't have GPS. (laughs) So how do you expect to build a whole new lifestyle without a map? without some sort of plan to guide you as to where you're going and what you're doing. A recovery plan or sobriety plan is knowing exactly what you're going to do to nurture your recovery, to make it your lifestyle, to make it your norm. What are the things you're going to do to do that, right? Is this going to meetings? What are the activities you're going to do to fill your time? Because there's also this weird misconception with, oh, I'm going to quit drinking and live happily ever after. But what you don't realize when you quit drinking, it opens up all of this time and space and you need to fill that time and space. You can't sit around by yourself, isolating, feeling shitty for the past 10 years, right? You have to get off your happy buns and you have to do things. You have to enjoy yourself. You have to have ways to spend your time so that you're not bored. Boredom will take you down faster than anything. Loneliness will take you down. Resentment and anger will take you down. So you have to have things planned, activities and ways to connect with people to spend your time instead of just sitting there being pissed off, you can't drink anymore and feeling sorry for yourself, right? That's what we have a tendency to do. We isolate and we feel bad and we feel mad, and that is not going to get you a good, fun, solid recovery lifestyle, right? So have a plan. What am I going to do? How am I going to spend my time? How am I going to make myself happy? How am I going to fill that time? The witching hour, as I call it, what is your most difficult time of day or day of the week? And what are you going to put in place of drinking in that most difficult time? What are you going to do instead? You see what I'm saying? You have to have some sort of plan. And that includes having a support system, people who understand your journey and want to support you and having accountability partners that you can lean on. And that takes me right into external accountability, right? Those accountability partners are external accountability. And your support system, you know, this will definitely help with your personal accountability, having a support system. 
one thing I want to clarify with this is that doesn't mean that you're going to people and you're telling them all of your deepest, darkest secrets. You don't have to tell them every horrific thing you ever did to have people be your support system. All you need to do is say, hey, listen, this is what I'm doing. It's super important to me because I don't feel good. I don't feel good about my habits. I don't feel good about the choices I'm making in my life. I don't feel good about how I'm showing up for my family and I need to change. And I'd love your support in this process because it's not always going to be easy. And I need somebody to talk to, to joke with, to have laughs with. That's all support system is. That's it. It doesn't have to be dramatic. You're not revealing every skeleton in your closet, right? You just need people on your team that understand and want to support you. Now, other external accountability things you can do, again, accountability partners, huge, but also apps. I hear people talk about these all the time. They didn't have this stuff when I got sober, so I didn't get to enjoy all of these perks that are available now. But I hear everybody talking about the apps all the time. There's a ton of them that will help you stay on track, help with motivation, help you count your days, right? Which I think can be fantastic. I hear people talk about logging their mood, which I think is awesome because if you can kind of track your feelings, you can start to pick up patterns and then you know how to better combat when you have negative feelings, right? You can start to see, oh, I feel better in the morning. Afternoon is more difficult for me, right? And you can start to do some proactive things to handle that stuff. But there's a ton of apps that you can use to help you in this journey. The other thing with external accountability are virtual communities. These virtual community options are literally endless. Every support group on the planet is available online now. And a lot of us podcasters have our own communities with online meetings. Mine is Sober Society, and there are a ton of other options. I know I've had so many other sober podcasters, even on this podcast, and I go on their podcast. We all have communities and programs. So this is huge, and you can get involved in whatever sort of community makes you happy. Now, this is something I want to talk about, too, in communities and support groups, because it is important in early sobriety, it is very important that you have communities and support groups that are specific to recovery and sobriety. There are a million options, so don't immediately start thinking about how nothing will work for you or you've tried before. I don't care if you tried 10 minutes ago. It's 10 minutes later now, and you're a different version of you, so open your mind, be willing, be teachable, try something. The options are endless. So think about other support groups that feed and nurture your recovery lifestyle. It doesn't have to always be about sobriety. In the beginning, it's super important that you have the sobriety support group of some sort. But as you get a little farther along, maybe you're joining a meditation group. Maybe you're joining a yoga group. I do law of attraction groups because I love law of attraction and manifestation and visualization. That's my vibe. I'm a part of a ton of those groups. I'm a part of groups that are business related, marketing related, social media, entrepreneurship, leadership, right? There are many different ways 
to feed yourself as a whole person, that also feeds your recovery. But action is action. If you sit back and take no action, you're going to have no results. So think about that if you are going through all the reasons none of this will work for you in your head. And I know that you're doing that because I'm exactly like you and I used to do the same thing. Oh, that won't work for me. Well, that doesn't work. I don't feel good about that. That's not my thing. I went there once and it wasn't. It didn't feel good. That wasn't my vibe. Whatever. I used to be exactly the same person. Shut down and closed off to everything. Remember what I said too about people who don't like support groups. It's usually because they don't want the accountability. You'll tell yourself it's anxiety or social anxiety. You don't like groups, yada, yada, yada. But when you're truly committed to something, that stuff won't stand in your way. We all have anxiety. Every single other person in whatever group you go to has anxiety. People with addiction have anxiety anxiety. (laughs) We all have it. We all have social anxiety. We're all super uncomfortable. That's just how it is. But that will not stand in your way when you're truly committed to achieving something. It just won't in any area of your life. The other thing I want you to think about this is if you can go out in public, go to the grocery store, go to work, go to bars, go to parties, go on camping trips, go on vacation. If you can do all of those things, then you can take your happy ass to a support group meeting. Your anxiety is not that bad. If you can do all the life things in function, then you can show up and sit down and be quiet right? You have to get logical about this and see where your brain will tell you lies and mislead you. Again, why you and your brain are not the best accountability system, (laughs) because your brain will always tell you the reasons why it won't work and why you don't want to and why it doesn't feel good and why you don't have to and why you don't need to. Your brain is not your best ally, especially when you're new at this. Creating accountability is a process. And like I said at the top of the episode, it is your secret weapon. If you're serious about stopping the self-destruction and the chaos that drinking brings to your life, this is something you'll follow through on. When you're done screwing around with all the starts and stops and jumping from one program to another without getting the results you want, I'm your person. You're in the right place. Also, be sure to check out that other episode I was talking about, Crafting Your Most Powerful Sober Vision. The link is in the show notes, episode 108. It's linked in the show notes so you can get there right from your podcast app. Every single episode dives into a specific tip, idea, or strategy that you can start using right now to grow your recovery and rebuild your life. And if you want to work with me and my team directly, you can apply to my Renew You personalized coaching program. That link is also in the show notes. And I'd love to hear from you and see if we might be a good fit. I hope you're having a fantastic day and I will see you next week. You've reached the end of another great episode of the Addiction Unlimited podcast. Candid and honest conversation about addiction and recovery. Be sure to visit us at addictionunlimited.com to join the conversation and access show notes and links to everything we talked about. Love this episode? Please take 30 seconds to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes to help us improve and give you the information you want. 
Thanks for listening. See you next week.